Hey everybody, this is Chuck Marone. Welcome back to the Strong Towns podcast. I'm sitting in a rental vehicle in a parking lot in San Antonio. I just had lunch. Uh, got up this morning a little after four o'clock and uh, headed out uh, down to the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport. Got on a plane, flew to San Antonio, grabbed a bite to eat, and now uh, I'm going to record this podcast and then head up to a little city called Bernie here on the uh, the northwest outskirts of San Antonio. I'm giving a, a talk there. It's it's interesting because this is my second time in the city of Bernie. And which is really cool. I mean, I I've I'm going back to places for the, you know, follow up. Uh, I spoke at a conference here 2 years ago and they they've been trying to get me back. And uh, so that's happening today. Just as a historical note, um, 2 years ago uh, of course, was 2016. Uh, I <laughs> I had gotten the day before the uh, the 2016 election. I had uh, gotten uh, I, I don't even know what you call it now. The the when I was a kid, I knocked out like a whole bunch of my teeth. I, I'm like very very healthy. The one thing that I'm not healthy on is my teeth. Playing hockey, uh, playing basketball, kneeboarding. These were all like freak accidents, but they all like knocked teeth out and by knock teeth out I don't mean like knock the tooth out I mean like mash the tooth in half so there's just like chips of teeth right so as you get older this starts to become a bigger issue the one had gone completely bad they took it out and they had to put um like a I think they call it an implant I can't remember what it is anyway they the first step of this is to drill like a sheetrock screw up into your jaw it's not fun and, um, I didn't think it'd be, I thought it would be, you know, I didn't, I, I guess I, I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. <laughs> it was pretty nasty. So the day before the election in the afternoon, I got this done. And then I flew in the morning to the same thing I did now flew to Bernie or flew to San Antonio, drove up to Bernie and, uh, was, <laughs> was there the night of the election. So you can just picture me, uh, sitting in a hotel room, uh, <laughs> At not eating, like not having eaten for, you know, 20 plus hours, uh, face all swelled up. Like, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to talk the next morning at this thing. Um, just feeling horrible, like a train wreck. And then sitting there watching the election results come in. Uh, one of those memories of being on the road. So now I'm back. I'm, I'm going to this thing tonight and, uh, It'll be a lot of fun. They want to hear uh, the neighborhood's first presentation I give, uh, which is about how we make better capital investments, basically how we switch from a top-down uh, large project investment strategy to a, to a bottom-up uh, small project investment strategy and, and why that's better for us and more strategic, um, more resilient, more adaptable, and higher returning. Uh, I love this presentation. It's a lot of fun, and I get to give it today here in Bernie. Um, I wanted to uh, take today's podcast, and, and just a reminder, uh, I'm doing a podcast every day this week because I'm really trying to get all of you who are listening, and there are thousands and thousands of you um, listening to this podcast, I'm trying to get you to take the next step. Um, to help us get this message in front of more and more people, uh, to go to uh, our website, strongtowns.org, and join the movement. Click on Join the Movement, become a member of Strong Towns, 
help us uh, do what we're doing. Uh, show your support. Uh, help this movement grow. I, I wanted to relay a little thing that happened to me yesterday. Uh, many of you know uh, that I've been having... Um, <laughs> I was going to use the word battle. I don't, I don't think we're at battle formation. You know, this is not like combat. I think that's probably the, the wrong analogy. I've been, I've been having some uh, debate back and forth uh, with the school district in my community. The school district in central Minnesota, where I'm from, is a, a huge organization. Um, they cover a massive geographic area, only a tiny, tiny bit of which is in um, my hometown, the city that I live in. Uh, most of it is, is other areas. And uh, they last year or earlier this year got a 200 plus million dollar referendum approved. Uh, I don't think that's how much was going to be borrowed, but that's how much the, the project is to make these huge investments in neighborhood schools and the high school and build new schools and, and do a whole bunch of things. Um, I, 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 I was kind of torn because on one hand, you know, I'm a Minnesotan. I support investments in education. We are kind of known, especially in, in my area, as having a great educational system. And, and I believe we do. I mean, I, I, it's really important uh, in my community. And it's one of those things that we invest in. And I, like many people, want to support that. Uh, however, um, I really didn't like the way this particular set of recommendations were going. Uh, most of it was based off of the notion that we should build a bunch of big things. Um, some of this is a byproduct of how this is funded. Some of it's a byproduct of you know the recommendations. Um, but basically, uh, a lot of the impetus for this, a lot of the things that I personally disagreed with and didn't like, came down to the notion of how do we make things run more efficiently and how do we make things more convenient for the people who live way outside the city who drive in with their kids, drive in for events, drive in to watch their grandkids or do whatever. How do we make this more convenient? And, and that generally means how do we speed up traffic and create more parking? Uh, a lot of what we're doing around our neighborhood schools is tear, you know, gutting these neighborhoods, taking and tearing down buildings and, and uh, building big parking lots um, just to make things kind of easier, more convenient. Of course, this is one of the big selling points. Um, the people who drive into town, uh, who don't live in these neighborhoods, look at it as a place to drive through. Um, it's kind of a burden for them to come into these urban neighborhoods and go to the neighborhood schools. It would be more convenient for them if they were out on the edge. And I, I kind of sense that the compromise that the school board and the district and the designers and everyone had was, all right, we'll stick with these neighborhood schools and we'll upgrade them you know, despite our kind of natural inclination and, and the things we want to do, we'll, we'll stick with them, but we're, we're going to suburbanize them so that they meet our standards. You know, we're going to, we're going to widen out the streets and get rid of all the on-street parking. We're going to, you know, get it so that people can drop their kids off and pick them up more quickly, get in and out quickly. We're going to put in some big parking lots so that our staff has got a more convenient place to park. We'll do this. We'll, we'll, We'll go with your neighborhood schools, even though we don't really want to, um, but we're going to have to suburbanize them as part of the process. And I've been pushing back on this for about a year now, um, pushing back on this from a design standpoint, pushing back on this 
from just a, a functional standpoint, things have kind of, uh, I was going to say come to a head. I, 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 I don't want to say that either. Just like I don't want to say battle. I don't want to say come to a head because I'm not drawing a line in the sand here. Um, there's a lot of different like lines in the sand being drawn. Uh, I, I think we reached another like phase of the process where the city council for the city that I live in sat down and met with the school board yesterday uh, to talk about this. Now, let me say a word about the city council. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm on, I've been on the planning commission for the last two years. I've gotten to know some of these people better. Uh, have also, uh, I've also worked and was part of efforts just broadly uh, to get some new voices in there, to get some people who were, I think, very negative people who were negatively impacting the city uh, voted out of office. And that, you know, so I, I feel like we've got a team that is trending in the right direction. Um, we also have a new city administrator. And I think that that is a, a huge improvement over, um, you know, what we had before. We, we pretty much have a, a staff that is in either in transition, being turned over or has been turned over. And I generally like think all the people who are there now are more thoughtful um, and, and have kind of like a better sense of what needs to be done than, than the people they replace. So good momentum. That being said, I'm still like incredibly frustrated with all of them. You know, like I, I, they certainly do not listen to me. They certainly do not take marching orders from me. They're all very independent people with their own minds and their own thoughts. And quite frankly, a lot of the things that they're doing right now, I disagree with, I think are really bad. Um, so I, I, I say all that because what I'm going to say next is something I'm really proud of. Um, yesterday we had this meeting. And the school officials who can be, you know, intimidating and uh, they've got huge budgets. And of course they have, you know, the welfare of children on their side. We're all about the safety of kids. And, you know, they've got kind of that um, magic amulet they can, you know, wave around at everybody. Um, they gave their presentation and explained all the reasons why they have to build these huge parking lots and denude the neighborhoods and tear things down. And then they let the city council members talk and there were three of them there the city administrator, um, one after another, they started to talk about the neighborhoods and they started to use language that we would all here at strong towns be very comfortable with. In other words, they started to kind of speak strong towns line. They, they didn't do it, uh, you know, reading off of cliff notes. I certainly didn't coach them on what to say. Um, but it was very clear from listening to them that the language that we have been developing, the language that we have been pushing out to help people make change is starting to have an effect in my own community. This is the first time I witnessed this. This is the first time I really had experienced this. And I'm not going to take absolute credit for this. I mean, I think there's a lot of other things, but hey, it's a member drive. So I'm going to take <laughs> maybe a disproportionate share of credit today. I've had people from around the country say, Chuck, you know, you've taught us how to talk about these things. Uh, Strong Towns has given us the language that we need to change the debate here. You've given us a way to focus the conversation. You've given us a way to, to, to move this dialogue ahead. I've, I've always, I've known that was true. I mean, I can see it. I, I've, I've, you know, experienced enough places uh, around the country 
and had enough people say this to me. We're like, I believe it. I, I know that it's true. This is the first time I had seen it in my own hometown. And I got to tell you, I, I was jazzed. I mean, it's very likely we're going to lose this one. It's very likely that the school district is going to get their parking lots and they're going to tear down the historic school and they're going to do a bunch of things that are really irreversible and, and damaging to the community. But we're making progress. We're, we're, we're making progress. And, and for the first time, really, in, in my professional life, I feel optimistic about the direction of my hometown. And it really comes down to this. Um, they're asking a different set of questions. They're looking at things in a different way. They're using math and analytics and data to back up their assertions. And, and, and they're willing to embrace um, something less than like wholesale change, right? They're willing to embrace uh, incremental fixes. I was deeply impressed. And so I'm here to tell you today, if, if it can happen here, <laughs> it can happen anywhere, right? We all have that sense like our place is the most screwed up place around. And trust me, I, I'm not immune to thinking that, right? Um, it is astounding uh, the impact that a message can have. And it is astounding uh, how far you can move the needle by giving people a really helpful, productive way to talk about things that, that they know are, are, is true, that they know is screwed up. Um, I want you to help us get that powerful message in front of more people. I want you to help us put that message in the hands of leaders in communities big and small all over North America. You, could, you have that power right now. Go to strongtowns.org, become a member, uh, support us at, at whatever level works for you. And, uh, and I promise you, we'll keep doing this, not only uh, affecting my own city, uh, but your city and, and everyone across this continent. We're making change. It's happening. I can see it. I'm experiencing it in real life, in my own place. Let's keep doing this. Thanks, everybody, for what you're doing. Uh, keep, keep working to help build strong towns. And, and you know what? <laughs> We're going to keep getting stronger together. If what I am is what's in me, then I'll stay strong. That's who I'll be. And I will always be the best me that I can be. There's only one me, I admit. Have a dream, I'll follow it. It's up to me to try. Oh, I'ma keep my head up high. Keep on reaching high. Never gonna quit, I'll keep it stronger. And nothing's gonna bring me down. Never gonna stop, gotta go. Because I know I'll keep it stronger.